Let's shift the paradigm to prioritize our peace and focus on the positive while creating balance to make living our best life the ultimate goal. We'll talk boundaries, self-care, mental health, and overcoming obstacles. You'll hear interviews and fresh perspectives to support you along the way. Let's elevate the conversation and level up our self-growth game. This is the Peace of Me podcast. One of the best parts about having a podcast is connecting with the hosts from other podcast shows. Now, not only does it create community for the like-minded, but it's also a chance to bring you, the listeners, more content to live life unapologetically. It's a chance to connect two supporting shows in one conversation. Today, I'm joined by the host of the Feel podcast, Melissa. Having Melissa on my show just seemed like a natural fit. We both support mental health and value self-care, and we both journal and see ourselves as a work in progress. Now, she's very passionate about supporting women and helping them peel back their layers to discover who they really are. Hi, friends. It's Lexi Lee. If you're new here, welcome. And if you're not new, then welcome back. Melissa's podcast is about finding empowerment and embracing layers. After all, that's exactly what FEEL stands for in the FEEL podcast. Now, in this episode, we'll dive into why women still have a hard time taking up space, finding the ability to say no, establishing boundaries, personal growth, finding your value, and much more. Now, as 2024 gets underway, Melissa's theme for the new year isn't New Year, New You, it's New Year, Take Care of You. And she'll talk about just how to do that in this episode. Melissa, welcome to the Peace Me podcast. Thanks, Lexi. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here. And I'm so excited to get into a few things because you and I, we've got a lot of stuff going on. But before we get into those questions, uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself first? Yeah, my name's Melissa Crook. I'm a 54-year-old woman uh, currently living in Fresno, California with my husband. We've been together for over 30 years. We have three grown daughters and I would say that I am, you know, just continue to be a work in progress. And I really didn't have a lot of appreciation, I think, for that until about four years ago. But I continue. So I talk a lot about taking care of yourself and self-care and boundaries and all those things. But I am a work in progress as well in process. So I think that if we can all look at ourselves that way and, um, and, feel good about that instead of being so critical. And that, that would be my biggest, you know, takeaway is, you know, that's who I am. Mm -hmm. I, I love advocating for women. I love talking about prioritizing ourselves because we don't do that naturally. And I didn't do that naturally. I mean, I was physically doing exercise every day, but I was not taking care of my emotional and mental health the way I needed to be. And I hit a wall, you know, four years ago that really forced me to step back and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. What I'm doing is I, there need, there's more to this. And I felt it coming about three years earlier. And I started doing a lot of writing. I was involved in a memoir writing uh, with a memoir writing nonprofit where I lived in New York at the time. But it wasn't until I really like fully like 
ended up in the ER twice in a two week period that I really had to step back and be like, okay, it's time to get serious Mm -hmm. about this and hold on a minute. I know way too many women that are doing the same thing. We got to start talking about this. We got to talk about our health. We got to talk about prioritizing ourselves. We got to talk about the fact that it's not selfish. We need to start feeling more bold to ask more questions of our doctors because we're not getting all the information. It's not, they're Mm -hmm. not naturally just delivering it to us. There are a lot of questions that I had about what was happening to my body that unless I informed myself and asked, I I was just continuing to not know. And I wasn't alone in this. And I wanted, I have three daughters in their twenties. I want, wanted them to get on this sooner. And they saw what was happening to me and they were, but I want that to be a practice. And I want us to know it's okay to ask a lot of questions. It's okay to take up space in this world. You are worth Mm -hmm. it. Your voice deserves to be heard. And that's what I love about, you know, the work you and I are doing is it's about let's have these conversations. Let's build community. Let's do this together. There's room for all of us. And that's the only way we make any real palpable, noticeable changes by 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 having these conversations and coming together to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this, because I feel like women, especially we were doers. We make things, we get things done. We put a lot on our plates. And I mean, it's not to say that men don't, but I think women, we tend to balance things. We're organized, you know, and um, we feel we can do it all. So why is it that we kind of find ourselves in this? Maybe that's the reason why we find ourselves in that position, but why is it hard for women to, you know, because we take on so much, why is it hard for us to do self-care? Why is it hard to kind of take some of the burden off of our shoulders? Well, I think the narrative starts when we're little kids. Um, I mean, we kind of learn early on in this culture what pleases, what gets affirmation, what gets attention. It's by doing, it's by performing, it's by giving of ourselves, um, it's by not being selfish. And I put that in quotes because the joke on the whole thing is that if you don't take care of yourself, If you don't have a full cup, rested cup, overflowing cup to give from, there's nothing left to give. And then you hit a wall. We're told it's impolite to say no. We're way more worried about being polite than we are taking up space and standing up for ourselves and, and clearly stating, this is what I can deliver. This is where my values lie. This is what where my priorities are. This is what my expectations are and communicating those because otherwise people will just impose their expectations upon you if you don't mm-hmm. clearly state them yourselves. But starting when we're little girls, we're told, you know, to be quiet, be polite, you know, all those things. And that's just not, that's not okay. You can be a voice for yourself. You can take up space and still be respectful. And we've gotten, the, we've gotten a, there's a, confusion or wrong delivery of information. I'm not coming up with the right words here, you know, but being respectful and being polite are not synonymous necessarily. If it's getting in the way of you showing up with what you have as you are in alignment with your values, not letting it railroad you or get in the way of you taking care of you and surrounding yourself with people that believe that too. Cause a mm-hmm. lot of it has to do with the voices we surround ourselves with. So I think that Consequently, we get women are like, our, you know, my generation was told we were kind of the, you know, graduated from college in the early 90s. A lot of us were first generation graduates. 
as Mm -hmm. women, especially, and we were going to have it all. We were going to get the degree, meet the husband, marry, or what, you know, or whatever, marry the partner, have the kids, do the job, buy the house, get the, do the thing. And then all of a sudden we're like, I am, you know, I had got to a place, I'm in my mid to late forties. I'm like, I should be happier than I am. I should feel Mm -hmm. more content than I do. And I didn't. And I knew that I'm like, I deserve to live better than this. And I saw my daughters asking different questions. They were way less concerned about how many hours of work they put in and way more concerned to making sure they felt good about the work they were doing and how they were showing up. They weren't afraid to say no anymore, which I partially give myself credit for because I, my husband and I raised them that way, but also they saw me just running myself into a wall trying to balance all these balls and keep all these people happy. But it goes back to that narrative we hear when we're very young. We have to change what we're telling young kids. And mm-hmm. and bo- and this goes for boys too. I mean, giving us space to just be people and quit planning these narratives early on. And it's okay to say no. And you don't have to over-explain why it is you needed to do that. The person you're saying no to should be respectful of your no. And if they're not, then maybe you have to rethink if that's someone you want to be in work with, in relationship with, you know, how are you communicating that? Um, And that can get tricky, especially in the workspace. So, you know, making sure too that your workspaces are places that align with your values, that, that care about you as a person. And sometimes people are like, I can't help the workplace I'm in. I've been here forever. I need the paycheck. Okay, well, what are you doing outside of those spaces? Is there anything you can change within the narrative? Are you just feeding into it? Or are you do you have do you feel like you can maybe have some communication where there's better boundaries, where there's more respect? Sometimes that's true and sometimes it's not. Let's say it's not and you're not in a position you can leave. What are you doing outside of that space to take care of yourself? And this can be hard, especially for women that are working two and three jobs to take care of their families. But on that drive home or that ride home on the bus, what do you put in some soft music? Give yourself some quiet time. You don't have to, you know, what it, you can grab those little moments and pour into you, whatever that looks like. And I know that's kind of a long road to that, but I, but we have to like start seeing our value. I, I introduce everyone on my podcast as, by their character traits, and I'm intentional about that because I want us to see our value and who we are, not what we do. And that what we do is an outpouring of all those values and character traits, but it needs to not be the thing that defines us because then we're just, things change. We're just ebbing and flowing all through our lives based on these labels and roles and titles we hold. And that's not a way to live because those things are going to change. Yeah. Yeah. And you said a few things um, that I really liked. And one of them was, you know, even from a young age or um, even now as adults that we're worried about being polite instead of saying no. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you were mentioning about saying no and kind of finding boundaries with people and who should be around you and not having to overexplain. And, you know, the word no is a full sentence. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to defend your reasoning to something. You don't have to overexplain yourself. But, um, and I love that you do that. So in the intro um, to this episode, I did mention your, um, your podcast and mm-hmm. that is very unique. And, you know, to think about your, you know, who you are and uh, your attributes, instead of thinking about, oh, I'm a, you know, insert title of my job here. And, mm-hmm. you know, I do all these other things. It's, it really makes you think 
of, okay, well, who am I? And, you know, how do I want people to see me? So it's really neat that you do that. And speaking of your podcast, um, you had a lot of different guests on your podcast as well. What are some of the kind of the top themes that come up or some of the key takeaways that from all the episodes that you've recorded that um, there might be some things you've pulled out of it? What are some of those key takeaways? A couple of things. One, this thing that we were just talking about, the ability to say no, period, and have the confidence to do that, or even doing it when it's a little bit bit scary, is an ongoing theme that we run into that no one has been there all their lives. It's been a process. They have not been prioritizing their self-care all their lives. They had to come to a point where it became imperative to them. It wasn't just something that was naturally coming up on their own because again, it goes back to those narratives. So that, that, that journey they had to go on before they realized, yeah, self-care has to come. It seems to be a very common theme. And that ability to say no has come up and that's come up. I cannot tell you over and organically without me prompting it organically. We struggle with that, but we know it's important. And I think that's the important thing now is we are voicing it and, when I started doing this work, I'm like, okay, a lot of people are talking about self-care. What makes us different? How how are we going about this? It makes us unique in this niche that we're happening. And the character traits just screamed at me and, and our eight talking points as well. But it's that within those talking points that that part comes up and it goes into healthy boundaries and expectations and the and the ability to communicate that. That's the other thing is we are afraid to a lot of times communicate our needs because we're afraid of the backlash or we're afraid of what people's responses are going to be. And that then that leads to a question of what I said earlier of, okay, then you're going to start thinking about first your relationship with yourself and how you come across and how you present because you present according to how you feel about yourself. So that healthy, that starts with you and your ability to set, you know, those boundaries and expectations for yourself and communicate and believe them yourself And then that is going to affect the kind of people you surround yourself, what you feel like you're worth, um, but people really having to make those adjustments and realizing that it's okay if some relationships go by the wayside, if they are not, not all relationships are meant to be lifelong relationships. Some of them have a season. And if they are not, when you decide, oh, I am valuable. I do have the right to say no. I do have a right to state my expectations for myself and not let others define those. I do have a right to set healthy boundaries about what works best for me and have conversations about that and communicate that with people so we can come to a good place. If I, if people are having a problem or they can't respect that or they can't come with me on that or don't think enough of me to think that's a good choice for me, then I need to rethink whether those are the kinds of relationships I want to surround myself with. Those are the kind of collectively the themes that come up over and over again. And I used to worry about the redundancy of that, but I've decided that we as women need to know it's okay to say that because Mm -hmm. I think for so many times we have felt like we felt it, but we weren't sure it was okay to say it. Somebody going to think I'm being selfish. Is somebody going to think I'm not being grateful? That's another thing. We hear how grateful we need to be all the time and we do but we need mm-hmm. to be authentically grateful and you cannot be authentically grateful if you are not putting these other things into play because you're just going to be spent all the time. Yep. Great point. And another thing you said, which um, I've actually been talking about this recently on my podcast, but 
um, how when you put in the work that some of the relationships around you might not be coming with you. Mm-hmm. And that's hard, whether they're friendships or relationships, because I agree. I've said, you know, sometimes you have relationships and friendships with a season and a reason, you know, they're only there yeah. for a short amount of time. And, and it's hard because that can be lonely and it's mm-hmm. hard when you do want others to be with you and alongside of you. But unfortunately, you know, if you are putting in the work or if you have boundaries in place and they're being crossed or, um, you know, just, uh, different expectations of the relationship or what it should be, you know, that does mm-hmm. happen. And that's hard because I do think mm-hmm. that when, when you kind of put those things in place, and you kind of see what happens or what shakes out, you almost want to backpedal. You almost want to go, oh, well, maybe you know, I don't want to lose that person, you know? So do you have yeah. any advice for others who maybe, um, maybe they have put some boundaries in place or maybe they are kind of standing firm on, um, uh, you know, what they want to put up with or not put up with, but maybe if they are starting to kind of lose some people along the way, how do they feel confident that they're doing the right thing? Well, first up, I think it starts, trust your inner knowing. Your body and how it responds when you're in these situations is going to tell you. And we're we're taught not to trust our inner knowing. We're taught not to trust our intuition. But I'm telling you, it's going to tell you. It's going to inform you on whether what you're doing is right or good. And so listen to that inner knowing. Listen to what you're feeling as you're going through this. And being nervous doesn't mean you shouldn't be doing that. So I'm talking about kind of chest tightening up or or that fear of just because someone says no or is resistant to what you're saying doesn't mean you're wrong. It just means you're not showing up the way they're accustomed to you showing up. So, mm-hmm. so being patient in this, because sometimes it takes a few times of communication, people don't the don't just cut people off the first time they don't receive it. Give it time. Ask ask if you can come back and revisit the conversation because sometimes it just takes time for people to adjust. We've had that, my husband and I have had that with some of our family relationships where they just needed time to absorb and adjust and get used to this new way that we are asking each other to show up in the relationship. So you got to go back, you got to revisit and, but then at some point you have to make a decision of like, they're just going to, they're not willing to respect this and they don't. And this a lot of times has to go to do with people that aren't doing their own work. And, and mm-hmm. we can get into that too. I will tell you that I have had situations with some of my family members where they just couldn't see it. I was trying to explain to them why our past ways of communicating were unhealthy and they just couldn't get it. And so instead it was me you know, being too sensitive or, you know, so don't let the gaslighting because of mm-hmm. their inability to see because they're not doing the own work or they just don't want to change convince you. You've gotten here because something has told you you needed to make a change. Don't let their gaslighting derail you. And recognize, like, this is a relationship I'm going to have to have some stricter boundaries with. You may have to love some people from afar. If your nervous system is not responding well when they're, they just w- don't want to see it and they're unwilling to, to communicate or interact in this new way that you are asking you come together on, because sometimes there has to be compromise with that, then that we have to be respectful. We can't force people to see things 
We're not responsible to change them. That's the other thing. We sense something. We change in some way that feels invigorating and energizing to us. And we want everybody else to know about it. And it's a real letdown when we try to communicate it to people we love and they don't want to hear it and they don't want to come with you. And you have to release that too. And then, and, and it's heartbreaking. I've shed many a tear and continue to, especially this time of year, as we're in the holidays over people who have just in my life um, have not been able to understand this, come along, but also know that I have to quit sacrificing myself to make that relationship work the way they're comfortable. I spent years putting myself in a situation and coming over more to their way of doing things, ignoring how my body would seize up as I was even entering the county that they lived in, that I was going to be with them because of the time, the trauma over time that this, the way this had affected me. So don't, so again, trust yourself and go back to when those conversations happen and you're having relationships that you're like, I feel like I'm losing this. And they're gonna, there's going to be all kinds of things. They're going to try to make it your fault. They're going to say a lot of things and a lot of narratives to, to put this on you, to try to get you to come back or see that you're wrong. And just remember that you're worth what you know you need. Don't let anyone derail you from that. And it's okay. It does and And just because you feel guilty or sad doesn't mean you're wrong. Uh, and, I, and I keep going. And my therapist had really talked to me about that when I was walking out with these family dynamics that were happening as I was expressing these things and these things were coming up and I was getting pushed back or they just weren't getting it. She's like, just because you feel sad or guilty doesn't mean you're wrong. This is a, these are important relationships in your life and it's natural and normal for you because you're a caring person and you've invested a lot in the years hoping that if you gave and gave and gave, you could get some back in terms of getting people to meet you where you are and they're just not willing and you got you're you've got to quit giving yourself away for their benefit and then mm-hmm. not have any of that reciprocal come back and it's okay to you know I've been very clear I love you but you know to interact the way that we have traditionally I I just can't do I you know I, yeah I, you know and so I wish you well I want you to be well and when you've decided that maybe these this way you're operating isn't working for you either because that's really hard when you can see the toxicity happening and there and what feels toxic to you that they doesn't feel toxic to them. It's very difficult. It's very frustrating, but you have to release that because you again are worth it and you can't continue to sacrifice yourself. Um, when people aren't, you know, you got to think about, I'm like, okay, they've got their own work to do, but also I need people in my life that value me enough to be like, okay, this is what she needs. How can I support you in this? I don't understand it necessarily, but how can I support you? And that was kind of the difference in dynamics that Brady and I had. Brady had family members who were like, I don't get it, but how can I support you? Whereas I was getting pushed back, not from some, not all, from some that mm-hmm. like, they just they could, didn't get it. It was on me. I was wrong. And um, hmm. and that it's very, very hard. But I will tell you, um, it, it's been the right thing for me to do. And it's been mm-hmm. for my safety and for my well-being. And I took too long. I waited too long. Um, and I just don't want to see other women make the same mistake. Sure. And I think I 
I heard or read something once that said, it's not our job to convince others of whatever it's our value or whatever it is that we're like, it's not up to us to have others feel a certain way about us. Mm -hmm. Like that's on them. They got to get to that conclusion on their own. Yep. You know, hopefully they get there with us, but it's not up to us to convince them of the things. So there's something else you said too. I really liked, oh, it was about, um, with the boundaries and how you said, you know, if you are kind of putting a boundary in place that, um, you know, the other side of that is trying to adjust to your request or adjust Mm -hmm. to what you're asking for, but that you also have to realize that it's going to take a couple attempts or a couple tries for them to adjust to your request as well, because Mm -hmm. you are now putting this boundary in place. So, um, it, it takes a little bit of shift on both ends. So it's not just, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to put this boundary in place and expect you to accommodate my request, but they're now adjusting to a different way with you, whether it's communication or whatever it might be. But I like how you said it, it kind of goes both ways of me, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's myself saying I have to be patient with that other person because I put something different in place. There's a new request here. They're not used to that with me. And I, mm-hmm. I like that you said it was both ways. You know, it's not mm-hmm. just one person putting in the boundary and expecting results, but patience has to come on both sides because it's an adjustment for both people. And I thought that was yeah. a really good point to make. That was great. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, you just actually mentioned about, you know, being a work in progress and, you know, aren't we all, um, and, and kind of just, you know, not being able to have all those relationships come together. Um, is there anything, if somebody is kind of it's kind of putting you on the spot a little bit, but if somebody maybe is interested in putting in the work, Mm-hmm. Whatever that might be. And this this is going to be a very general question. Yeah. Um, where do they start? You know, when somebody says, mm-hmm. I, I want to put in the work, but I don't really even know where to go. What's step one? For Any me, thoughts step, on that? Yeah, I do. Because I, this has come up a lot. And it came up in my own journey. Of, sometimes it's like, okay, this sounds great, but I, I don't even know what to do first. I always start with the character traits. Sit down, identify who you are. Don't ask your daughter, your partner, your sister, your coworker, your neighbor, who are you? Who, how do you see yourself? And then when you've done that, read those words, because sometimes even if we're the ones that write them down, it's still things we're hearing from other people. So is this is how I see myself or is this how I want to be seen or is this how other people see me? You know, and write down all the things. These aren't all the, just all the fun things. These are all the things, all the ways you show up. And then ask yourself, why? Are they true? Are they based on truth or are they narratives? Is there narratives you want to change? I mean, get kind of, you know, and you got to spend some time on this. I mean, this is not necessarily going to be a one day thing, but don't be very patient. It took you years to get here. It's going to take some time to start seeing progress and moving forward. And that was what I had to learn. I really thought when I went into this, I'm like, six months, going to hone in on me and move on. That is just not how it works because you unwrap, unravel, heal, process one layer. And this is where I talk about layers so much. And another layer exposes itself. It's like, oh, I feel because nothing's going to come up within your system, your nervous system, your brain until it feels safe to do so. So being very patient by naming these things, I'm like, okay, great. I've named those things. I don't how know how to take care of myself in that. Then start with, after that, five things that are nourishing to you. What are five activities that nourish you? I ask this at the end of my podcast of each of my guests. Five activities that nourish you. 
that is a great place to start with your self-care. That is a great place. I Whatever it is, walking outside in nature, listening to music, having a dance party, painting, doing yard work, you know, whatever it is, you're never going to find me in my yard or my or garden, but you know, find that <laughs> thing, you know, going to the movies, writing in my journal, a coffee with the girlfriend, whatever that is, um, five activities that nourish you and start there and put time in your calendar for them. We prioritize the things that are important to us and we put them in our calendars And because if you don't put it in your calendar or on your list or however you operate, it will not happen. It will be the first thing to go because we as women are always going to put those things. We're going to, you know, prioritize those other things first. So you've got to put it in your calendar. You're sending yourself the message. It's a priority. So I, if you're like, okay, I don't know which thing to start with. These things all nourish me. You're not going to be able to do them all every day. Or maybe Mm -hmm. you do have time to do them all, but I don't know what I need. Name I sit down every day when I'm journaling and I name all the emotions I'm feeling. Excited, nervous, mad, anxious, whatever, all you know, motivated, whatever all those things are. And then I look at the things that nourish me, the things that I know that work for my care. And I'm like, which of these is going to serve me well today? Which of these do I need within this? Those are the places to start. But it starts by, you've got to see yourself as worthy of doing it. And it's it's not, and it's you're going to have to maybe play with it a little bit. That thing that was nourishing for you 20 years ago, you may go do it and be like, you know, like used, maybe you used to run. I used to run. About when I hit 40 to 45, my hips said, uh-uh, we are not, we are not pounding <laughs> the pavement anymore. No, no, lady. You started this at 12 years old and your body is done with that. So I, mm-hmm. I... So I had to change that narrative. I had to find other things that worked for me. So also know that too, of like, especially if you haven't done this in a while, you may have to just, okay, what's something new and it, something fun. We don't make time for fun. We're so focused on something, having to have some production, some have to, showing some, how we move the needle in some way. And we don't take time to just have fun for no good reason. Go do something for no good reason. Uh, other than the fact that it sounds fun, because fun is refreshing. Fun refills your cup. You don't, and and that doesn't, you know, if you're having a hard time wrapping your head around, I don't have time to have fun, or you feel guilty having fun, have, to stop feeling guilty about it. Your five-year-old self didn't feel guilty about it. So stop feeling, you know, feeling guilty about having fun and do those things. But that's where you start. And those are all things that you, everyone can do. And then from there, if you stick with it, then those other questions will start coming up of, you know, seeing the, am I taking care of my emotional, you'll see these things are helping your emotional and mental health that you're doing. And you'll notice that your body's not seizing up as much anymore, or your, your feet aren't as tired, your back's not killing you because you're taking the time to, to do these things. And also, you know, if you're like, okay, that sounds great, but I'm working again, I go back, I'm working two jobs or I'm working 12 hours a day. Stop one hour for two minutes and breathe. We don't, when we're anxious, when we're tense, we, our breathing either gets really shallow or some people even hold their breath. It's, it's wild when you look at the studies. about. There's all kinds of studies about that. I use a box a breathing approach. It's just a four, seven, eight um, breathing approach. You can Google box breathing. There's all kinds of YouTube videos about it and how to do it properly. 
Um, but just take time to breathe. That resets your nervous system um, as well. So those are the things you can start with. And then and again, as you do these things, you're like, wait a minute, it's okay for me to say no so I can take 15 minutes to do this for myself. This is actually helping me show up better in the world and feel better about what I'm involved with. Um, it's okay for me to set a boundary around Sunday afternoon where I'm not available Sunday afternoon to answer your email or take your call because I need that time with my family or to refresh myself. And you'll start defining those expectations and values. What is important to you will start becoming very clear when you just take this little bit of time by starting with those basic things. I love that. I love that. And I love how you said just go have fun for no good reason because even your five-year-old self didn't feel guilty. So why start feeling guilty now? Like that's such a great point. And, and I love what you shared because you're right. Once you kind of start trying a couple different things, you're going to find what does nourish your soul. And that's so important. So that was great. That was really great. So speaking about how you're feeling, um, let's kind of shift the conversation a little bit. And let me ask you, Looking back, or looking back over the last six months or twelve mm. months, I'd be kind of curious. What have maybe you done, or any experiences that have really made you feel alive? Mm. You know, this the work I do on the podcast. These conversations that I get to have, and the women I've gotten to meet, make me feel so alive. I will come off a recording like this and feel so energized and so grateful and so excited that I'm like, this was, I'm so in alignment for the first time in my life of doing the work that is aligned with who I am and my values. And that makes me feel alive. Um, I've taken on some projects this year that I never thought I would take on. I mean, we started the podcast in 2021 and we're just going to see where it went. And now we're launching a radio show on January 1st. And we have a book coming out um, in the winter Sometime we don't have an exact date yet. It's in the final editing process that's based on our first four seasons for that woman who would rather read a book and or mm-hmm. just then listen to a podcast. And it's another way of reaching this information to get more people engaged in the conversations in the community. Um, just those just are not two things five years ago I would have ever imagined. And so just being willing to kind of put myself out there without judgment. I mean, this is the first thing I think I've been involved with in my life where I've just like, I'm just going to put it out there and see what happens. But it's what, it's what I feel like I can contribute. And so, yeah, I, th- I think it's the around that kind of, that the work that we're doing here at Embracing Layers. Uh, what are two things that maybe you're looking forward to in 2024? Obviously, you have a lot of great things going on. You just yeah. mentioned the radio show, but maybe if you could narrow it down to two, what would you say? 2023 has been a hard year. It's been, a, I, I just ex- described all these exciting things that energize me, but I've also had a year of a lot of losses. Um, we lost both my in-laws. I lost a friend from college um, from a long battle with cancer. I lost mm-hmm. a childhood, one of my very best childhood friends, shockingly, as he had a heart attack while he was training for a marathon and wow. just, just dropped dead. He and his wife were on their run. And those things have really taken the air out of me at a lot of times where it's, I think, made this work I'm doing so much more important because it's like, just keep acting in your purpose because you just don't know, you know, yeah. when those days are going to come and it's important to have these conversations and important to live every day. So I think for 2024, I'm hoping for a little lighter. 
on the lost mm-hmm. side because that previous sure. fall of 2022, I'd lost my uncle and my grandfather. So I've had a year and a half of just a lot of complicated losses that I'm still trying to have to make room to move through it. I think that's the key is you got to allow space for that. Life is not just going to throw you the good things. And so hoping for some more room in 2024, you know, to heal, but also really kind of excited and nervous to see where these new projects go and where they're going to be at a year from now and being okay with, I think being okay with whatever that is, knowing I'm going to give my best to it and whatever that outcome is, whatever I've learned from it, moving forward from that, you know, and just keep moving forward regardless but super kind of curious and excited to see where that goes. And then we've just moved, my husband and I have moved into a new space, into a new home and part of the country. We have a lot of family around. We've spent a lot of time in, but we've never lived here before. So getting to explore the area with him and, and all that it offers and, and our family and our, our daughters, I'm super excited about that in 2024 as well. Yeah, that's some good stuff to look forward to. And and hopefully to your point that things calm down on the other front yeah. because my yeah. gosh, that is a lot to to go through. That's that's definitely difficult. Um so okay, let's look, you know, that's thinking ahead. Now looking back, if you mm-hmm. could share maybe two things that you're just very proud of having come out of 2023, mm. what would those two things be? I think I'm really proud that I've had to like a few times I've had to step back and keep and listen to my body. Like I talk all the time, pay attention to your body, trust your body, the mind, the emotional, mental health connection. But I can be one of the worst offenders because I think I just, it's so ingrained in me, just keep going. Just, you know, I, I came up in the, you know, no pain, no gain generation a lot. And so I have not always stopped myself as soon as I should, but I have been so much more mindful of like, okay, Melissa, it's time for a break. It's time to go on a walk. It's time to breathe. You've done enough work today. You don't have the capacity for that. It's okay to cancel that and schedule that appointment. That is important for you. I've been better at that this year, although not as quick as I still need to be, but better and more mindful of that this year than I ever have been before. And I want to continue to grow in that. Now, um, is there anything, um, cause we, we've kind of been moving right along here in our conversation mm-hmm. today. Um, is there anything I haven't asked you that you would like to share with the listeners, uh, or maybe how they can get in touch with you? Um, maybe get to listen to your content as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first of all, embrace those layers, ladies, be gentle with yourself, be patient with yourself Know that your value is is not about what you produce. You were born innately valuable. You are worth the time. And if you are not surrounded by voices hearing that, one, change the narrative yourself. The first responsibility is to take responsibility for that and and start communicating it is what you need. People are not mind readers. And if you're wanting to make a change and they've never seen you operate that way before. You can't just expect them all of a sudden to know. You need to communicate Mm -hmm. that and be patient. Like we talked about earlier, but know you're valuable. You're worth the time. Invest in yourself. Be gentle. And I talk about embracing layers. It doesn't mean you have to love everything that's happened to you, but take a kind of a neutral stance. Be willing to look at and be curious about, oh, I see why I made that decision. That was rooted in this experience or this traumatic event or this job, or whatever it is, get curious about why it is you do things so that you can be better informed and recognize those 
situations moving forward, but don't beat yourself up for it. Or if you just made a bad decision, we make bad decisions. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was a bad decision. I know better. I'm going to move forward from that now. I think that's a big thing because it's through embracing our layers. We will not prioritize things we don't find value in. We just won't do it. We might start on the short term, but it will not stick. So you've got to get to a place where you can embrace those layers, love yourself for who you are, see your innate value if you're going to continue to be willing to, because you're going to have a lot of voices. The voices outside that have been telling you this is selfish are not going to change. Now you can change some, again, going back to those relationships and who you surround yourself with, but the general narrative is not going to change. So you have to continually feed yourself and remember your value so that you you maintain that priority, but embrace those layers. And if you want to know more about what we've talked about today, go to embracinglayers.com. You can listen to our episodes there. You can read the blogs about our episodes there. We have newsletters that give features about the episodes and themes that fit within our work throughout the year. You can learn more about our radio show there. And if you want to be a part of that, um, you can see where to follow us on social media. Um, if you would like me to come talk to your group about these opportunities, go to the contact page. I'm available for public speaking to come talk to your group about, about how we do this. I'd love to do that. That's a new thing that we're launching um, this year that I'm available to do, and I would love to do that. And we can frame it however it works for your group. Um, we have a book coming out, so watch our website. If you know that person that's more of a reader, um, then, then yeah, then that will be coming soon. Watch our website for that. Get on our Substack. Um, you can comment about the episodes and the blogs there. You can ask questions. Um, we'd love to have you part of our Substack community. Our Substack community is the first one to hear about everything. You get our emails first. You get our blogs first. You get if you know upcoming things that we're doing first. You get it to be part of different things. They got to vote on our new logo and you get to be part of the book launch team, you know, those things. So join that subset community. If you want to get really, you know, engaged with something we're working on trying to build, but, but love yourselves well and be gentle. And, um, you know, my, my motto kind of for 2024 is new year, take care of you, not new year, new you, you don't need a new you. You need to take care of you so you can be the best you. And we have to get rid of this idea that there's something wrong with us. There's a difference between something wrong with us versus just areas that need to be cared for, treated mm-hmm. well, enhanced, learn, grow. Those are, but your, your self is just so, yeah, I want to change that narrative. New Year, take care of you. That's the title of our first uh, radio show that's launching on January 1st, but the podcast will still exist. I'm taking the guests from the podcast that really fit well into this Embracing Layers theme and inviting me to come on the radio show journey with me. So if you hear somebody on the podcast, watch for them on the radio show. If you like, oh, there's some, I, I hope to hear more from them. Hope, you know, hopefully you'll, you'll see them and that's on an app. So it's two different platforms. So we're going to have a book for that medium. We're going to have the radio show for a radio show medium internet radio show. And then we'll have the podcast for those that like to get on Spotify and Apple and listen to a podcast. But we just want to reach as many women as possible with this message. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think women, to your point earlier, um, we just kind of need to hear it again and again because it mm-hmm. has been ingrained in us at a young age. Yeah. Be nice, be polite, say yes, you know, do all the things. And now we're kind of rewiring our brains to learn that self-care is part of our routine and that, you know, we have value in, in others. So um, Melissa, this this conversation is very enlightening. And I'm sure that several listeners are going to come over and be listening to your podcast as well because there's so much good stuff there. Again, I'll link all of Melissa's stuff in the show notes below so that you can get her content, visit her website, and just get the support you need because this is a community Mm -hmm. to help everybody and um, to help us all kind of navigate this thing we call life. So Melissa, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks, Lexi. Thanks for what you're doing on Peace of Me podcast. More of us need to be having these conversations. And that's the other thing. My last thing is like, get rid of this scarcity mindset with women. We need each other. We got to do this together. We build, we make change, we change narratives, we open up conversations together. There's room for all of us. Absolutely. Well, Melissa, we're going to have to have you back. So we'll just have (laughs) to uh, (laughs) continue the conversation the next time. So thanks for being here. You bet. Thank you, Lexi. To be part of the exclusive listener group, hit the follow button on whichever podcast platform you're listening to right now. When you follow, you'll be the first to know about new episodes so you can listen before anyone else. You'll also have quick access to the show, making it convenient to find for the next time. For more free content, join me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and online at peaceofmepodcast.com.